We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, y'all? Uptown Tone back with another episode of the 444 Podcast. I am extremely excited for this one. I have a very, very special guest, uh, a young lady by the name of Giovanni Thompson, um, who is very, very heavy uh, in the sports game. As I'm finding out myself, um, I don't think a lot of people know, so we're going to give her a chance to talk about her story and just what's going on with it right now. How you doing, Ms. Gio? doing well how are you i can't complain can't complain uh so first of all i'm going to ask uh um how are you doing during this whole covid thing i know it's crazy uh a lot of people on different uh, ends of the spectrum but how's your mental how are you doing just mentally physically just navigating through it um I, my mental was shaking in the beginning right but um you know i was able to pull myself together and just focus on the things that i could do and and you know just try to think outside of the box and, you know, that kind of gave me the motivation just to, you know, navigate through and just stay busy. Nice, nice. Same here, man. I'm a, I'm a very uh, cerebral person. So just keeping my mental busy and just uh, exercise really does it for me. All right. So uh, enough about the COVID. You know what I mean? I know it's enough of that going on. Giovanni Thompson, uh, give the people uh, a little background information about you. Where are you from? Um, How did you get into the basketball world? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into the basketball world. I mean, I started in my career uh, more so in fashion and entertainment, dealing with entertainers and rappers and things like that. Oh, nice. The top of last year, you know, I decided uh, I have a marketing and PR firm. I decided to you just apply those things to athletes. Um, mm-hmm. Then the opportunity came through um, by my partner at the time in regards to um, being involved in the ABA nice. and um, decided to, you know, have a team. And, you know, I, I'm from New Jersey and, I, you know, my family is based in Camden. So it just made sense to me to bring it to Camden. Camden is a strong basketball community. Absolutely. So I really wanted to be a part of that. So absolutely. Yeah, I actually had a, a cousin, my closest cousin, that's pretty much like my brother. Um, he spent a, a lot of time in Camden. Well, he was living in North Carolina. When he first moved back up to uh, up north, they were actually living in Camden, right across the street from Camden High. So I spent a couple of days over there. Uh, I forgot where it was. It might have been. Uh, I know a couple of the streets that it was around. Like Princess Street was like the biggest street around there. Maybe oh, one of those. Yeah, one of the most notorious streets around there. Yeah. So I got some ties to Camden, and I can respect that. Plus, back in the day, just uh, just me growing up. Uh, in the era of basketball and sports that I grew up in, um, South Jersey and Philadelphia are like they were like connected. Just in you know uh, they would play each other, uh, have different rivalries going on, and also uh, like a, a scholastic sports show. And I know they used to highlight South Jersey and Philadelphia sports. So you know what I mean. South Jersey is definitely our cousin in sports and, and other things. You know, <laughs> so that's good. So as I was reading about you, I seen uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. But dad and grandpa played basketball, and they were they were are are, are known or uh, over there in Camden. Can you speak a little bit to that? 
well, no, not my grandfather, but my father um, played basketball in Camden. He also played overseas. Nice. And um, he went to Camden High, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, basketball has been a major part of my life right. since I was little. I right. actually was born overseas because my dad was had a contract in um, France at the time, so that's where I was born. So I'm definitely basketball since. Yep, yep. That's cool. Are you uh, are you in or around the Dewan Wagner era? Yeah, I was definitely in <laughs> when Wani was in high school. Wani Wags, man, we shout out to Wani, shout out to OG. For sure, for sure. Definitely, yep. you know, around. Yeah, that's that's like some of my because I'm I'm like 35 now, so I'm I'm an 80s baby, but he's like a a year or two older than me. So as I'm getting in the basketball series in high school and doing the camps and things. His name is like ringing bells, like at this point, yeah. countrywide, like putting up a hundred in games. But I remember right. on that same Scholastic show, uh, he started there when he was a freshman. So it's right. like, you know what I mean? That that Camden basketball is definitely, definitely rich. New Jersey basketball is definitely rich. So definitely salute to you guys uh, over there. Um, all right. So the ABA and the Camden Monarchs, you are a majority owner of that team. Um the ABA is a, a very historical league. Is this um this is affiliated with the original ABA, correct? Yeah, it's the same owner. Got you, it's got the you. Same owner, yeah. Yeah, so ABA, this is the uh, this is the league that uh, that gives you the New Jersey Nets, that gives you the Indiana Pacers, that gives you right. the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, players like Connie Hawkins, players like Julius Irving. Uh, you know what I mean? I know I probably got some young listeners. They don't know what I'm talking about right now, but I know you do. Right. Um, yeah, so if you could just speak to, you know, just the ABA, uh, I guess it's um, rebranding, it's uh, uh, revival, uh, and everything that you guys got going on right now. Um, I mean, for me, it's truly an honor just to be able to uh, sit under the, the uh, a legend such as Mr. Joe Newman. I mean, he's 84 years old <laughs> right now. Mm -hmm. He is he will outwork anybody that I know. He's still, pro he's still, he's still a beast. He's constantly um, evolving in ideas and, you know, things of that nature. So it's really admirable to be able to talk to somebody that's been in the game for so, so long and that has accomplished so many things. So right. that in itself is, you know, really, really cool. Um, in regards to the ABA, I mean, from our standpoint, from our franchise, we're just trying to, you know, take it to the next level and just make it something that whatever town that your um, franchise is planted in, that it's something that your city could really be proud of and really rally behind. And Absolutely. So, you know, we really, you know, we really, really pushed, push, push to really put out just a really great product and you know we're super proud right now i see one of the players that you have playing with you and is also um uh, does a lot of the rounds with you and we're going to get into the uh, the espn show that you do on wednesdays but rashid jordan rashid jordan is a player that i have long admired back in about i think it was maybe 2010 2011 i was coaching uh, philadelphia chosen league and that was like the first time i ever laid eyes on this kid playing basketball and he was like amazing at right. such a young age, just such a young motor, followed him to St. John's and, uh, you know, through all the ups and downs of his career. And I think his story is one to be admired of just perseverance and things uh, of that nature. Um, 
Uh, how, how is it, or how is he? You know, I don't really know him personally. He's always been a good kid with a real good fire on him. I could just tell. Uh, I remember YouTube videos of him just showing his neighborhood. Like, he's a real, real community guy. He's a real, real family-knit guy. Like, the things yeah, that... Yeah, when you read his story... It's super important to him. Yes, and when you read his story and the ups and downs that he goes through, that's a key factor in a lot of it. A lot of it was for family, was for taking care of family and things of that nature. So, can you just speak to how it's been, you know, just... uh being close to him and experiencing him, just growing a relationship with him um, uh, over there in Camden? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just very honored to, um, you know, our coach, he came, our coach, our head coach actually uh, basically had him up under his wing since he was about eight years old. Okay. So it was just a natural, you know, connection, a natural fit um, with the coach, you know, just leading the way in regards to, you know, how he comes back into the world and all of that stuff. So, you know, we just, you know, opened up our arms to him and uh, tried to make him comfortable and, you know, just getting back into the groove. So it was really, really amazing to see him get back on the floor and get back into the groove and, you know, just really be able to continue on to something that he loves. Right. And so he's been really a good fit. He's definitely one of the players that definitely exudes the Mamba Monarch mentality. Yes, yes. <laughs> definitely a fighter. And um, so, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just honored just to be a part of his journey. I definitely right. think that, you know, he is definitely, uh, this is not the end of his story. Right. And, and and just to, to piggyback off what you're saying, and we also need entities, businesses, industries who give second chances, who extend hands to pull right. people up like you're doing. So that's that's definitely to be applauded, too. Uh, definitely Thank kudos you. to you guys for that. Um, and I've seen some of the highlights of him playing. It's like, my God. like right. It's like, dude, did you even lose a step at all? Like, you know what I mean? So um, that's good. One of the questions, um, I was actually talking to... Uh, my girlfriend, we were uh, uh, upstairs, and I was uh, actually telling her about you. And she said, "Ask her." She like she's just uh, just going through your story. She was saying how interesting it was. She said, "Ask her if she played." I make I have to make sure I get this question. And she said, "Ask her if she ever played basketball." I want to know if she ever played. So, have you ever played basketball yourself? Yeah, I played basketball when I was younger, like in the elementary school, leading into middle school. But gotcha. I didn't really take it too serious. Gotcha. You know, <laughs> like, you know it was just something to do. Definitely wasn't something that i saw for myself is like my future like how they you know was for my brother and things like that so right right okay um in terms of of covid how is that affecting the actual aba season i'm not uh too familiar with it is was the season still going on was it over um no they basically follow the same rules as the nba got you the nba sent it out our owner sent out a memo and was just like you know right we're on hold and then you know as things go he sends a memo out every other day so we've just been getting you know, updates. We're right. about to get a protocol packet um, for each franchise in regards to how we're to handle upcoming tryouts and things of that nature. And so we're, we're definitely moving forward, but um, they're very uh, mindful of mimicking the same thing that the NBA is doing. Right. In regards to, you know, the protocol and just making sure that, you know, everybody's safe and, yeah. and it's, it's we can still continue. Yeah, it's funny because on an earlier pod that I had uh, talking about the COVID, me and my guy, uh, Councilman Thomas, uh, who's my usual co-host on here, we were talking about how it's kind of like the world is taking this protocol from the NBA, like, <laughs> and that's, right. that's, when the NBA put that up, it was over. Right, it was over. right, so it's like you guys not the only, like, we, we kind of all waiting on to see what the NBA is doing, 
Right. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's really honest to God, the honest to God truth. I was talking to, I think, my dad, and I was just saying, you know, I think that they use the NBA because the NBA is one brand that literally has fans from age 2 to 88, and it covers every um, race, religion, creed. Like, it just covers everything. Everybody right. is, you know, so I think that it was it – was, um, monumental statement when they shut down and it was it was only it only made sense for everybody to follow through because it's such a mag you know it's such a large entity i mean it's like ridiculous so yeah yeah um it's real weird times it just feels like the twilight zone and a lot of and a lot of facets out here it's just it's it's funny man it's funny. Twenty years from now, this is going to be in the textbooks. If if we even have textbooks in schools, right? It's crazy. I mean, since we're here, we might as well take a dive in. I got some. I got some uh, fans that that love that side of it. The conspiracy theory show because that's how I got uh, on to you. That's how I was put on to you. Uh, it's a little right. I- IG live show that uh, I, uh, that I really, really, really like that you do. Um, I, I I like I said. Um, I guess. The conversations that take place on there, I also I often take place in, uh, have been taking place in for the better part of fifteen years of my life. Um, just trying to, you know, awesome. yeah, just trying to understand what it is and where it is that I am. You know what I mean? This right. place that I live. Um, in saying that, uh, I've listened to a lot of people talk of this subject matter. Uh, some of it goes off the deep end. Some of it is not cohesive. Uh, I like the way you present. I like the way. When I'm listening, I'm watching you on that IG show. I can hear you flipping through notes and things that you wrote down. I like the way you implore people to go read what you read, so that Geo's thoughts are not your thoughts. You can formulate your own thoughts and hopefully come back and expound on this to help everybody. Right. Um, uh, just speak to that. Um, uh, the conspiracy theory show. Uh, which what, what's your aim with it? Um, and, and just uh, uh, what drove you to just uh, put that out there? Because a lot of people do have those thoughts, do read those stories, but are kind of reserved in sharing that information. I'm not one of those people. You're not one of those people. What drove right. you to share those things? I just think that um, it's just important in these times that we really start getting to the root of the problem or the situation or yes. whatever. And I think that that's just something that we can apply to our lives all the way across the board. And so it, it, it's just so important in, in the age of information where we literally have information at our fingertips that we really, you know, begin to pull ourselves back from, you know, the systems that have been put in place and pull our, draw ourselves back from the TV and just yes. actually, actually yes. read, you know, it'd be so it's so you'd be super surprised at the things that you actually that are in a book and that are documented that right. have been overlooked because you know this generation is just so in tune to media any form of media and not necessarily self-education so that's really why i started doing it i just you know during the time of the covid especially in the beginning i just was just like yo i need to really dig deep into what is going on i've always been aware of things and you know whatever but i really was like if i'm going to be sitting in the house let me spend six hours a day researching and that's basically how the show came about i was talking to my friend my co-host and it wasn't even it was just like oh we're just going to get on live i'm gonna just talk about this you know whatever and Mm -hmm. then it just turned into a thing and so we've been on pause for like two weeks because i had the espn thing and i had kind of it was so much stuff preparing for that right we definitely are going to get back into the swing of things and we plan on doing um a workshop to be able just to give people the information that they need 
And so we're going to do that in the next 60 days. So we're excited nice. about that. Nice. Nice. I'm excited about that. I'm definitely excited about that. And like I said, and, and yeah, and you're doing the perfect job of segueing me into everything that I want to get into. The ESPN show, ESPN radio, Wednesdays at four o'clock. Um, go ahead. You got your chance. Just plug it. Plug it. Let's get <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it was, it was really a blessing, you know, out of nowhere. And I just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity for, um, ESPN radio and for the Beasley company to, you know, take a chance on me. And, you know, it's been a great experience. I did my section second show yesterday. It was awesome. The flow was there. Um, Rashid is my co-host. Nice. My, um, my coach um, on yesterday and he'll be, you know, a co-host, a co-host as well going in and out, but it's just a platform to be able to get my perspective as a female and, you know, be able to create another platform for, the city of Camden and just sports and, you know, just open up, um, you know, the floodgates for Camden sports and just sports in general and just be able to get my perspective. So I'm truly, I'm truly excited. Like, yeah. I'm really yeah. Excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I, and like I said, because, um, like I said, I, I watched the, the, the conspiracy theory show that prompted me to follow you. And then one day I think you had posted, uh, that you were, I thought you were going to be on the show. And then I said, um, as I started doing more research, I was saying, oh no, she's hosted. She hosts the show, and I started doing more research. Oh no, damn, she owns the team. Like, and it's, it was just so intriguing that just you. And, and sometimes you just think that people who do these things or have these accolades on their resume are like from some privileged place, um, or like uh, have this big grandiose story. Like it's and it's like you really, really just making heavy hitter moves out here at your pace on your terms and I just think that that's yeah. really 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 to be applauded man I, I really thank really you, uh, just yeah, just mean, re I'm really inspiring always, <clears throat> thank you I mean I've always been a person that I'm doing it on my terms mm -hmm. you know and and I'm okay with that and I'm okay with what happens when you do things on your terms or out of the norm right. or out of the you know the system and so I you know I've worked extremely extremely hard and so um you know it it we're we're just seeing, you know, the the beginning of the foundation that I've laid for you know over ten years or more. Right. So I'm I'm excited. I'm super super excited. I'm I'm a person like I was saying. I was on a podcast yesterday, mm -hmm. and I was saying, you know, I didn't go to college. You know what I mean? <sighs> this self education thing has been my my. This is my this my legacy. It's my that life. Is... It's. That's so, so dope. I'm, I'm not telling people something that I didn't live or that I'm not living and that didn't work for me that you really just have to, you know, lock in and commit yourself. And you can literally be and do anything that you want to do. Absolutely. You just have to commit yourself to it and, you know, educate yourself on the craft that you want to go into. Yep. And, you know, at the end of the day, how the world is going right now, if I was to ever work for somebody, <laughs> they me over somebody that went somewhere else because I already did the work. I did right. the foundation part, so it's like you know, it's cool to go to school, but go beyond what it is that they're giving you. Right, and that's one. You know, yeah. One thing I've been saying, and I think that we've uh, I've been saying it for years, but I think that we're really starting to see during this whole time is that uh, education is key. Schooling is not so education right. and schooling are two, com two different completely things. different things. Uh, with different. right, with two different um desired outcomes like education that your desired outcome is you're going to learn something and schooling is you're going to be conditioned into something you know what i mean right. um, you're going to learn how to do a process a system like you were talking um right. 
That's cool, man. That's so dope. So um, I hate to do it. Not really, but I got to drag you in because it's the hot topic stuff. Have you been watching The Last Dance? Yeah, of course, of course. We had, I had my last dance episode yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely locked in, and I am standing on solid ground when I say that he is the best player. That oh, Gio's out here. See, so, so this is my thing, and this, this, this is what I've been. Um, I can't pick a clear cut goat, but the one thing that does annoy me. At this point is the Jordan lore, the Jordan godlike lore, and I get it. I completely get it, and I, I just think that the lore and the actual basketball actions should be separated because it just gets it gets it gets confusing in basketball debates when you give numbers and people are like giving you, you know what I mean? Well, he had the he had the flu and he backed it, and it's like, come on, man! Like we we can't as fans gauge that. Um, but I, I do like The Last Dance. I like the way that it's shot. Me as a, a, a content creator, someone's getting into podcasting uh, and a lot of other different things. The way that it was actually shot, the flip-flop uh, from yeah, season to season, I love that. That was, that was, that was, you have to really be really locked in on your, on your vision to be able right. to flip-flop the way that they flip-flop. Right. Most producers and most content creators cannot do that and don't understand how hard it is man i was very impressed with how they put that together yeah i i love that and just tying in the little intricacies like it's a reason why we're going back to 92 because this thing that happened in 92 is going to tie into what we're telling you in 97 specifically so um they really thought this thing they they really thought that out that wasn't that wasn't something that they just threw together right right yeah, um, but the uh, the the Brian the Brian Jordan uh, conversation is definitely heavy out here. Uh, people are on both sides. Like I said, I don't have a clear cut goal. I think both uh, are 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 immense in their own right as far as what they've done to the game, what they've brought to the game, and who they are within the game. Um, and then I also not to just discount anybody else who's played this game and is in that you know rare air. Um, I just think that when you go in and research and do and do the research and remove the lore because LeBron has it too. LeBron has lore that people try to add on, and I don't like it when it's done for LeBron too. But when you go and you just break down the brass tacks, it's funny because a lot of their uh, journeys to be who they are are very, 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 very similar as far as the uh, uh, obstacles they had to overcome, as far as teams that stood in their way, personal things and uh, th that they had to uh, deal with and, 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 and do head on. So the GOAT conversation for me is more of an appreciation conversation more it is than a competition. Um, that's just where I stand on it, man. Right. Um, but uh, I think that's that's everything that I wanted to ask you. Uh, I do want to uh, end off with you just letting us know what does Giovanni Thompson have in the future? What can we look for in the future? And us at the 444, we got a platform here. How can we help you achieve those goals? Um. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm going to just keep, you know, knocking down doors in regards to... Um, making sure that the young girls behind me are able to move forward without, you know, as many obstacles as I did. And, you know, I plan on, you know, educating and, you know, just doing things like that to be able to give back and just give my experiences to people and um, be able just to push that whole self-education narrative. I think it's going to be important. And so that's basically what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to climb in men's sports right. and then 
I will soon, you know, tackle women's sports because it's definitely something that is being overlooked for such a long time. And so I really want to be able to do some work there and be able to change the trajectory of women's sports as well. So. Got you, got you. And I heard you say earlier that you, uh, your team has adopted the Mamba Monarch mentality. And I think uh, before his untimely demise, women's sports was something that Kobe was heavily, heavily invested in. Yes. So, um, yes. yeah, I, I, I'm glad you're taking that Mamba mentality into the things that you're doing. Uh, so just let the people know where they can find you, uh, where they can follow you, uh, all the platforms and everything. Um, so you guys can follow me at my personal page, Geo So Global on Instagram. You can email me at geo at the camdenmonarchs.com. Follow the team at Camden Monarchs. Um, and then you can follow the radio show at Monarchs Radio. And that's every Wednesday, ESPN Radio, 4, 4 p.m. ESPN Radio, 4 p.m. to 5. Gio, <laughs> I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you're a very busy woman. You have a lot of things going on. So once again, thank you for the time that you're taking out your day to sit down and talk with us. Uh, we appreciate you. You inspire us, and we want you to keep on going and knocking down those doors and doing what you do. In the name of Camden. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uptown Tone here, up, uh, another episode of the 444 Podcast. Check us out.